Ramblers, let's get rambling. everybody and welcome to another episode of Ramble with Russell, show 562 of my podcast, the whole of intelligent rambling right here on the Talk Show Network. I'm your host, Russ Hale, and one of the longest running single hosted pop culture podcasts in Ontario. Got a trick, great show lined up for you folks today. On today's show, we're going to trip the light fantastic in many ways. Going to start things off with another remake of the classic A Star is Born, starring this time Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. Then we go from the the, the world of singing to the world of war with, with a different take on World War II with the Blu-ray review of Overlord, courtesy of Paramount Home Video 4K Blu-ray. Then we stick with 4K... Not a 4K today, with the 4K Blu-ray review of Oceans, our Blue Blue Planet, courtesy of BBC Home Video. Now everybody, good old Kate Winslet. Then we stick with the ocean theme and and give you a double shot of Disney today, because heck, that's how I roll. Let's start things off with the anniversary edition of the signature edition of Disney's The Little Mermaid. On the Blu-ray, the 1980s classic. And then we go from uh, old school to new school with the brand new 4K release of Ralph Breaks the Internet. Again, courtesy of Walt Disney Home Video. That's all on this edition of Ramble with Russell. Hope you're all having a decent year. Weather is getting, you know, somewhat better. But hey, you know, the Groundhog says early spring and, oh, don't get me started on Groundhog's Day. I could go into that, but I won't. But that is all what's on tap for today. So to take a little musical interlude, right? The first review of the show. My first movie review for this episode is A Star is Born, circa 2018, courtesy of Warner Brothers Home Video. Now, this is not the first kick at the can at this story. It's one of these stories that just keeps getting remade and remade and remade. First started out way back in 1937 with Janet Gaynord and Frederick March. Then we jumped ahead to 1954 with Judy Garland and James Meissen. And then 1976 with Barbara Streisand and Chris Christopherson. So this is the fourth iteration of this story. Now the story is basically this. Is grizzled older star takes on younger star and then younger star, slight spoiler, his career eclipses the older stars. And that, that's kind of been the story here for, for this round. In this uh, iteration, Bradley Cooper is the old grizzled, kind of like Chris Christopherson kind of look star. And Lady Gaga plays the up-and-comer who is Allie. And then, um, so that, that's your roles in this one. And they established pretty early in the movie that uh, the Chris Christopherson, I mean the... See, I'm getting mixed up now. The Bradley Cooper uh, character, he's been around for a while, and he discovers uh, Allie, played by Lady Gaga, in a in a drag bar. She's the only female, well, no, born female, in, in this drag queen bar. And he's he's like, in, he, they establish really early that 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 his character has a severe drinking problem. Jack does. And and he goes into this bar to get a drink and then discovers her and gets smitten with her, like, right away. Now, the, you know, full disclosure here, Ramblers, I am not the biggest Lady Gaga fan. In a lot of ways, I think she is Madonna 2.0, really, because she, she, I've seen concert footage, she dresses like Madonna, even in it, and, and she does... To me, modeled her career a lot like Madonna and getting into acting through her work here and her work American Horror Story. It's like, yeah, you're just you're just trying to be Madonna. And and this is no exception to the rule. 
So I'm not a big Lady Gaga fan. You know, I, I, I don't really own any of her albums on CD. I don't. And, and I don't, and I can go ages without listening to any of her music and it doesn't bother me. So going into that. Now I got to give props to Bradley Cooper in this because, you know, he not only stars in this, but he directs it as well. And that's, that's good old kind of Clint Eastwood kind of thinking here. So that, that is something. He plays a really kind of good, kind of somewhat lovable drunk, I guess. And, and, and Gaga plays, uh, an innocent kind of just starting out in her career. And, and, and probably a lot of this maybe somewhat reflects. Now, because Lady Gaga's in this, boy, boy, there's a lot of music in this movie. The soundtrack is huge if you ever see it. So, yeah, there's a lot of her. And I gotta say, Bradley Cooper isn't a half bad singer. And they do harmonize really well together and you watch the extras to this and bradley cooper went through like music lessons on to play the guitar and the piano even singing lessons to prepare for this role so i gotta give the guy some credit who is the voice of rocket raccoon to to really you know commit to 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 this role and and really say okay you know if i'm gonna play a singer i'm gonna become a legit singer so good on him so the story is is what I said. It's it's been the same throughout the whole thing of 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 thing where where as her 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 star rises, his kind of fades, and and he does things that are just a complete embarrassing. They get married pretty quickly. I mean, it's a whirlwind romance. I don't know what you know, like. It really questions what you see in him because there clearly is an age gap. He's I don't know, 40 plus, he seems like, and she's like maybe 20-ish, or she's portraying in this, like a young, young person-ish, so there's stuff, and so, I don't know if they're kind of using each other. Now, keep in mind, uh, this is an adult film, there is drinking, there is scenes of sexuality, and yes, people, for all you people who are wondering, what Lady Gaga looks like nothing on. If you're quick enough, you'll catch it. That, that's I don't know if Gaga's shown this much skin before. Now, mind you, I can stand corrected, and I haven't seen all of her work in American Horror Story, so maybe she has, and maybe I'm just late to the game here. But if y'all were curious, there is a scene where, if you're quick enough, you can get a full view of here you go. And it doesn't surprise me uh, that that she wouldn't buck away from that. Uh, overall, I, I, you know, I've seen her a little bit in American Horror Story. I have so many seasons of that show I need to get caught up on. I own them, except for the latest one, Apocalypse, because that ain't out yet. But I just had a chance to watch them. Uh, so much, Ramblers, and only one of me. So I have to say... I can see why this is getting Oscar buzz. There is a chemistry between these two. Uh, there really is uh, when, when it comes to it. Although there's so much he's abusive and, and, and she just keeps coming back and coming back. Now, the music, I say, is okay. I, and I'm not a big Gaga fan. I don't own any of her albums. But I will say that the Shallow song is, is pretty good. They, they they harmonize well in it and uh and i gotta say i said i'm impressed by bradley cooper he can play a mean guitar and he's not a bad singer so points to him uh for extras not a lot uh there are you do see extra songs and performances not seen in theaters so if you didn't get enough of them performing you get more 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 in this uh you get the road to star and the making of the stars born this is a good featurette where they're all kind of sitting around kind of talking about making the movie and with good cuts and stuff. So that that's cool. And a lot of music videos. 11 music videos in this. So And it also gives you the ability to jump to any song. So if you're like, I don't care about the plot. I just want to see him sing. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Now... What's missing on this? And you know, Ramblers, I say this over and over again, and I'm going to call it out. There is no audio commentary. Now, you would think 
that a movie like this would be auto commentary by Cooper and maybe with Lady Gaga and a few of the other people in it. Um, but but no, they, they're just not in this. And and the, the, and it doesn't. I don't want to spoil too much, but to say this movie does not have a happy ending does not have a happy ending. There is a good supporting cast. Listen, Dave Chappelle is in this one, and it's interesting to see him in a non-comedy kind of role. So that's cool. Andrew Dice Clay is in this one as Lady Gaga's father in it. So Dice Man is in this one, and he's pretty good. And Sam Elliott, the good old withered Sam Elliott, plays uh, Jack's brother. And and he's he's getting on there in years, but he's still really good, and and I think he does a good job. Alec Baldwin is briefly in this. <laughs> it's really in a cameo, more than anything else. And and yeah, it's it's a good supporting cast. Now keep in mind, folks, this is a drama drama. Oh, and and points go to Anthony Ramos as Ramon. He's a good supporting character. Uh, this is a drama drama. It, 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 you want explosions and big special effects and whoop de doo. You're not going to get this in this movie. It really is a total drama drama. And I can see why the Oscars love this because this isn't technically Troy, but it's high drama drama. And the Oscar people love this stuff. This kind of stuff will always get nominated for Best Picture. Overall, uh, it is what it is. Um, it, it is described as passionate, emotional, and fearless by Kenneth Turan of Los Angeles Times. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it definitely is a story about people fighting their inner demons. And, and definitely the character of Jack. Yeah, uh, he goes through that there. Overall, a, a fun a fun movie for what it is. It's very drama, very heavy. Music in this is what it is. If you love Lady Gaga, it's Gaga plenty. Uh, if you're not a fan of hers, you probably won't enjoy the music of this movie. Just saying. Uh, unless you just want the slight the Bradley Cooper parts. Uh, so that is my take of, um, of A Star Is Born, circa 2018, courtesy of Warner Brothers Home Video.
second Blu-ray movie review for this episode of 4K is Overlord, courtesy of Paramount Home Video. Now, this is a movie I hadn't heard a lot about, but the, the plot of it really intrigued me. It's set in World War II, and it's where um, a bunch of, um, you know, allied forces have to raid this small town and take down a communications tower to save the allied forces and finally win the war. Now, this is slightly like alternative kind of timeline stuff, because even the people, the producers of the movie say, you know, we realize that it really didn't happen this way, but this is maybe, it could have happened this way. Timeline. And then this movie is a very interesting mix of a war movie slash kind of horror kind of supernatural, well, it's kind of supernatural, but kind of a horror film it very much feels like an old 80s or 90s film in modern day very much in the lines i'm gonna say of american werewolf in london especially with the effects so so these troopers and right at the get-go of this movie i'm telling you it hits you it hits you hard like the opening minutes are and i gotta it hits the ground running this movie with the intensity it's like okay here's the bunch of soldiers flying into a battleground, and then whammo, bammo, we're right in the action. And for the most part, I'm going to say, it doesn't really slow down. There is just, the it, it, the pace of this movie is really good. And, 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 and this is not a movie, I'm going to tell you, for the squeamish. There are some moments in this where some people go through some body changes, and, oof. And it's very much kind of old school kind of American werewolf in London where you hear bones cracking and bodies distorted. And it's like, and, and the nice thing about that is a lot of this is done practically. And even the set, the set they build for the, the Nazi, the, 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 the German uh, base is, is very Nazi kind of German base is all practical. They actually built this set and didn't green screen a lot. So it, it was a good idea to so give the actors that kind of feeling of claustrophobia. So these these soldiers go to take down this tower, and not a lot of them survive just getting into the place, and they soon realize that this, this German occupation in, in France is, is, how, is holding more than just your average German soldier. They realize that the, the, the German scientists are experimenting with the poor villagers, and they're trying to create a super soldier. And this is not the Red Skull. This is not Captain America. This is, um, this is, um, something far more deadly. And, and so that's what happens. So, so they get, they get uh, this mission to take this down. And along the way, they get introduced with Chloe, who is a French girl who has a younger brother who kind of gets caught up in this as well. So it's very much kind of like a horror war story in a way. Now, your main kind of characters in this are boys, played by Jovan Adepepo. Adepo. And and Ford, played by Wyatt Russell. And these two, they're like completely different in personality, yet they have to work together. And then they get joined by Tibbet. And, and a few other members of the troop that survived the landing. This was not a gentle landing. This was, they was going in hot, literally. And the, the effects are really cool. This is almost a movie I wish I could have seen in a theater. To, to, and it's one of these movies that one of these days, when I get my home theater room, right? Like my, my really big screen and like super sound and a nice 4K projector. Yeah, I'm watching this movie at least for the opening few minutes of it, just to see this. That was really kick axes. It is really impressive. That's like, I got to put this on my list of movies I really got to see once I had that kind of technology. But overall, it it is really cool. And and then, of course, this is also uh, produced by J.J. Abrams. 
and and you can tell there's just a lot of JJ in this because because it really has that kind of kind of got kind of tense, kind of lost, kind of you don't really know what's happening next. You don't know who's there's some deaths in this movie that literally made me jump and come out of nowhere, and it's like whoa. And that's impressive these days. Because the movie to do that to me, you got to really try. And I really, you know, he cared for the characters. And I said, the special effects were amazing in this movie. And it's one of those, they get on, because you know, Ramblers, I don't watch a lot of war movies on this, you know, I don't. But, but this one really caught my interest. And, and, and it, it really was a, a fun little jaunt, like an alternative jaunt into World War II. And I like how it kind of mixed genres a bit. Now, for extras on this, you do get quite a bit. You do get um, get a lot of behind-the-scenes featurettes uh, with with all kinds of looking into the movie, and it's really in-depth, and I like that they did that. I mean, that impresses me when they go really in-depth into how to do some of the the effects. And the set designs and the effects in this film are really top-notch. I mean, it's not the kind of movie that would get nominated for Academy Award because it is kind of gross and they stay away from those generally. But effects-wise, come on. Uh, I mean, some of the makeup was really, really good. So, you know, you really can't blame them for that. Uh, Overall, I liked it. It was a nice mix. Uh, I feel that as the movie went on, you genuinely cared about these characters and really wanted them to succeed in their mission and 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 make it out alive. And they have in this one, he is just you really want to hate him. And and yeah, again, this is very violent. They're very adult situations. Even though there's a kid in a movie, there sure shouldn't be kids watching the movie. I said this before on the show, and I mean it with this one overall. But but it is a a, a neat kind of it's it's very in some ways almost trauma-ish, but like, you know, what if trauma had a high budget? What if they had slightly better writing and a higher budget, this could almost be a trauma movie, (laughs) in a way. And there's one scene with a woman in the lab that's saying, help me, in French, that is just, I don't think I've ever seen that before. And, And it's really chilling. And it's just... Ooh, um, so there is that overall a fun movie, a nice little dip in the World War II on the the wild side, and it is definitely a wild ride. Uh, Kate Katie Walsh of Los Angeles Times. It is very adrenaline filled, and if you want, you know, a World War II movie that isn't so maudlin and isn't so, you know, typical. This is definitely uh, a chance to go in a very unique direction. With Overlords. That is my take of Overlord on 4K Blu ray, courtesy of the great folks at Paramount Home Video. Baby, when I met you, there was peace unknown. I said I'd to get you with a fine tooth comb. I was soft inside, there was something going on. You do something to me that I can't explain Hold me closer and I feel no pain Every beat of my heart We've got something going on Tender love is blind It requires a dedication All this love we feel Needs no conversation We're lying together Ha-ha Making love with each other Ha-ha Islands in the stream That is what we are No one in between How can we be wrong? Sail away with me To another world And we rely on each other Ha-ha from one lover to another, uh-huh. I can't live without you if the love was gone. Everything is nothing if you've got no one in you just walk in the night. Slowly losing sight of the real thing. But that won't happen 
to us and we got no doubt Too deep in love and we got no way out And the message is clear This could be the year for the real thing No more will you cry Baby, I will hurt you never We start and end as one In love forever we can ride it together Making love with each other uh -huh. Islands in the stream That is what we are No one in between How can we be wrong? Sail away with me To another world And we rely on each other uh -huh. My TV show special on 4K Blu-ray for this episode is Oceans, Our Blue Planet, courtesy of BBC Home Video, part of the BBC Earth series of videos. Now, this is narrated by Kate Winslet and really kind of explores the the part of this planet which, you know, we take for granted is the oceans. Now, they said that a good chunk of the population is really close to the ocean. I am not that. I'm fairly landlocked here. I'm close to, like, a major lake, Ontario, but... I'm uh, many, many miles or clean years away from an ocean. So that's not the me. Now, in this 43 or so episode special, it really goes over just the various aspects of the ocean and, and the footage in this. I've always been impressed by the BBC and how they show nature and how they show waves kind of turning and how they get right. Like the camera work is stunning in this, really. So it, it kind of goes... It kind of explores the the unknown parts of the ocean because you know, as as you say in Sequest, it's the last explored on frontier, you know, final frontier. So it really highlights this, and you get these weird stories. Uh, one of the uh, for, you know, first they go to the coral reefs where they look at a, a weird little fish that that uses its mouth to open shells in a very ingenious method. I didn't think fish could do that, but they do. And then, then, then it goes through the the these kind of seaweed forests where it's a very smart op octopus who has a, a very unique way of camouflage. I've never seen an octopus ever do that before, which is really cool. And 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 just the the kind of micro world of of sea otters. We get to explore this dolphins, walruses, all kinds of various aquatic creatures and, and, and gorgeous i mean this movie again 4k you gotta the, the animal like nature footage it's as close as you're gonna get to going out to a camera and seeing it yourself uh for extras you get how to become a marine biologist so you get sounds of fish surfing for science where they have these these devices in the fins of surfboards which again i didn't know existed and then a turtle saved by 3D painting. This is an amazing story of how they used a turtle had like a chunk of its shell loose or bitten off or whatever. And so they used 3D a 3D printer to fill in the gap for the turtle so it wouldn't have that unhealthy gap in its shell. Really cool and amazing way of using 3D printing. If you're in the up for a you know nature one, this is one of the many quality ones BBC does. Kate Winslet has an interesting take. I'm so used to Richard Attenborough and these nature stuff. It's interesting to hear Kate do this. It's very, very British. So um, it, it really is a, um, a, a an interesting tale of the nature stuff in 4K is amazing. The dolphins. I mean, it just makes me want to see a dolphin. 
is cool. So if you're up for a very oceany kind of special, then definitely check out Oceans Are Blue Planet, the 4K Ultra Blu-ray, courtesy of great folks at BBC Home Video. Somebody else is weak To dream about going out there But that is a big mistake Just look at the world around you Right here on the ocean floor Such wonderful things around you What more are you looking for? Under the sea Under the sea Down if it's better, down if it's better Take it from me Hop on the shores and walk all day Hunting the sun is never away While we the body full time to fall in under the sea All the fish is happy It's off through the days they roll The fish on the land are happy Set caution in a bowl A fish in the bowl is lucky They're in for the worst of fate When they went to boss gets hungry Whoa! Under the sea Under the sea Nobody beats us Fire to eat us in frequency We want the like folks love to cook Under the sea we off the hook We got no trouble Stop with the bubbles Under the sea Under the sea Naturally, even the judge and the rain, they're gonna hurt us start to play. We got the spirits, you gotta hear it under the sea. The new play, the smooth, the cold play, the hot play, play the bass, the sound of the jungle, pop play, the bass, the jungle play, the top, the crook, the stick, the stick, the rain, the flaky wings on the tree, the top, talking out the five fish, sing the spell, down the spread, and now we're inside, and now we're in the Plus episode is the signature edition of the Little Mermaid, the anniversary edition. And this is one of two Disney reviews I'll be talking about today. Now, Little Mermaid was was the beginning of, of a great era of Disney movies. It started in the late 80s, early 90s, when Alan Menken teamed with his late partner Howard Ashman, who unfortunately only lived to do... Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast. He kind of worked on Pocahontas, but never got to see Pocahontas live the light of day. Uh, duo where they really brought animated musicals to to wear. Because previous to The Mermaid, you know, there were always songs in, in Disney features, but it was like part of it, but never all through it. And they really kind of brought that kind of Broadway feel to... To Disney, and this was this is the granddaddy that really started the whole trend. Now, Mermaid is just one of those old films, uh, you know, that I've always kind of liked. It's it's a personal favorite with one of my younger sisters. If you ask her, hands down, it is her favorite Disney movie, and it was nice to watch it again. Now, the cool thing about this release: this is the first time this movie has ever been in 4K, and Wow. Um, if you haven't seen it in it, you really need to see it in this. Now, of course, Disney, this is part of the signature edition. Disney has been doing this a lot lately where they re-release stuff. Now, before this, there were the platinum and the diamond editions of this, which had just a buttload of special features. Now, there are special features this time. But what seems to be a trend with the signature, if you want the 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 the, the plethora of the ones before actually on a disc, you got to go back and get the diamond and platinum ones. Now, there is a way apparently with digital code that you can get those extra extras digitally. Now, unfortunately, at the time that I got this release, it's a little bit before the release date because I'm lucky that way, and I couldn't. The digital code, it's too early for me to work it at the time of this recording. 
Now, so I can't really judge those extras. I can just go by the extras that were included on the disc. It is a trend I wish that wasn't happening. I think, you know, really, we should just keep the extras, you know, port them over and and not do this exclusively digital stuff. But that is the, the decision for it, so we have to kind of live with it. And here's a list of special features you're going to get on this 4K release. It is sing-along mode, where you sing along the movie, and it's like a karaoke version movie, which is kind of cool. I tested that out, and as you're watching the songs, you can kind of karaoke along with it. One of the, one of the main kind of really good features on this is the Alan Macon and Leading Ladies. This is when Alan Macon, the, the man who has created so many mus- uh, memorable uh, Disney musical songs... Teams out, uh, sits uh, at a piano with five voices that he's worked with before, including Jody Benson, who of course is the voice of Ariel, Paige O'Hara, the voice of Belle, and and the voice of the singing voice of Pocahontas. Not the acting voice, but the singing voice of Pocahontas, Judy Khan, which kind of threw me off a little bit. And then uh, then one of the the um, singing voices of the one of the muses from. Bless my soul, Herc is on a roll from Hercules, which was another great Disney movie. And then the actress who played the singing and talking voice of Mother Gothel from Rapunzel. So in this discussion, they each kind of take turns talking about the rules. They also show little vintage kind of pictures and, and clips of them singing back in the day. And what it meant to sing their parts and how Disney has evolved. It's a nice cross-section. Jody Benson in 30 years, she's gotten a little bit older, but she's aged well, and it's kind of he- neat to hear all the voices. And, and with Pocahontas, yeah, they used a different singing voice from the talking voice, much what they did with Aladdin. And that threw me a bit, because I'm thinking like, wait a minute, so they used a white woman to sing Pocahontas. But there you go. Uh, <laughs> so, wouldn't have done that now. But that was back in the 1990s, where they used to they did that with Aladdin too. It was different acting voices, different singing voices. Nowadays, they've moved moved away from that. They do have also a feature called "I Want from You." All I want, or what I want, is your voice. Really cool recording studio sessions uh, of the original cast members, the original recording sessions from The Little Mermaid. That that footage is super cool. Uh, to watch. I like that. He included that. Stories from Walt's office. Another edition of this, this time, going on Gadget and Gizmos, where they look that, that Walt apparently had a huge collection of little figurines and stuff. So they talk about that. Uh, hashtag Treasures Untold. These are where these two kids from a Disney original series, Coop and Carrie, uh, which I never even heard of before, but hey, I don't watch the Disney Channel. These two young little starlets, uh, Ruby Rose Turner and Olivia Cerivia, from the, the talk about the, the little little factoids about Little Mermaid. It's it's cute. They're only slightly annoying because they're kids. Uh, you also get uh, De Capella, Part of Your World, the music video. That's kind of it for new special features, all right? That's kind of it. You're, and then there's digital exclusive part of your world, a 30 year old feature retrospective uh, with Alan Mank and Jody Benson. And as, as they talk about 30 years ago of making this more of a, more of a centralized one on those two. Unfortunately, at the time of this recording, as I said, I did not get access to any of these special features because I'm too early for the code. So I really can't judge you on that. And all the other, Earlier bonus features, which were in the Platinum and Diamond editions, those are apparently on when you redeem the Blu-ray code. So you don't get those. Now, the big question that people always ask when it comes to these signature editions, is it worth upgrading? It's worth upgrading if you're going to get the 4K version and uh, of the movie. Say you've never got it before and you want like the best possible picture for Mermaid, yeah, then 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 pick this up. Now, what you're going to lose out on is all those extras on a disc. For those, you still need to get the Platinum and the Diamond Editions of Little Mermaid. So, if you strictly want the best picture you're going to get out of this 30-plus-year-old movie, go 4K. Now, if you don't have 4K and and... 
you just want, you know, a really good behind the scenes, then then you can stick with the platinum editions of it. And and just just get the Blu-ray of 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 this. If you just want the, the new extra features. If you want more in depth, then it, you definitely don't need to be throwing away your old platinum and diamond editions of this. It's not a replacement. It gives you some extra extra features, but yeah, I, I think if you just wanted to get this, then just stick with the 4K Blu-ray and the regular Blu-ray DVD edition. Only if you want the extra features. They are interesting. They are short. I would have liked a long more with Alan Menken and the leading ladies saying I would have been cooler. I, I was great to see some of the voices, especially behind the Hercules one. And she could still belt it out. So good on her. Because uh, I, I enjoyed that I'm not much into gospel music But but that Hercules soundtrack I guarantee you To to not watch the movie And start singing that And then Paul Schaefer Has a cameo on that too Um, So so that's That is that Uh, I think you're not going to get A more stunning version of this movie than this it, It's great to see it It's great to add Mermaid to my collection I think Mermaid is one of those Disney movies I hadn't got uh, Do you want to throw away your old Diamond and Platinums? No If you still want to physically have Those special features You definitely want to hold on To those older releases Much like Lion King the That came out recently Signature Edition they those old features are only carrying over digitally. So keep that in mind. Overall, it, it was fun to, to look at Mermaid. This movie does hold up 30 years later. I did notice, though, the poor Jody Benson, like for a good 20 minutes of this movie, she doesn't have a speaking role in this. It's all animated, her character. But points to the animators who really did a good job of making Ariel communicate without the use of her voice. And I still love Pat Carroll as Ursula the Sea Witch. The poor unfortunate souls is still one of my all-time favorite Disney villain songs. It really is, because she just goes with gusto. And, and always one of my favorite. <laughs> you know, top. Top, top five, I'm going to say, favorite Disney villain songs. And back then in the 90s, they just, eight, late 80s, early 90s, the villain songs back in the day from hers to Jafar's to The Hunchback of Notre Dame's to Lion King to even Gaston's Beauty and the Beast, all the villains had great songs. There was a run there, I swear, where every Disney animated movie the villains had some of the best songs in the whole dang movie. And I'll stand by that. They had a run for quite a few years in a row. They were just hitting them out of the park that way. And and that makes difference to me. You know, you need a good villain song in a movie. Because without a good villain song, is it really that a good villain? Really? You know? In modern era. Uh, so that is that. Overall, a fun, a, a great way to look back at what's been 30 years of of a of a classic Disney story uh in animation. And one of the last hand drawn animated movies they did before the big 3D imaging stuff. And it still holds out because man, that is some good hand drawn animation. So that is my take of the 4K Blu-ray, the Little Mermaid Anniversary Edition, Signature Edition of Signature Collection, courtesy of the great folks of Walt Disney Home Video.
second 4K Blu-ray movie review for this episode is Ralph Breaks the Internet, courtesy of Walt Disney Home Video. Now, of course, this is the follow-up to the 2012 Wreck-It Ralph that, that, you know, that appeared over six years ago. And I enjoyed Wreck-It Ralph. I think I reviewed it on this very show, and I liked it. It was a sweet, kind of different movie, a nice tribute to old games, and and was one of those movies where I actually liked John C. Riley. I've always I always liked John C. Riley movies. Sometimes he's a bit overbearing, but I thought his relationship between Ralph and Vanellope, played by Sarah Silverman, was really cute and and really sweet, and had a really nice kind of ending to it. Well, six years go down the road, and 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 the sequel was born. Now, originally, it's kind of funny. Um, the, 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 I think it was Todd Wreck-It Ralph 2, Ralph Breaks the Internet, but he dropped the whole 2 thing, and now it says Ralph Breaks the Internet. So, there you go. In this story, it's six years have passed since the first movie, and they kind of acknowledge that time has gone by. And, and things are going well in the arcade, but, but poor Vanellope, she, she's just getting kind of tired of the same old thing, and, and Ralph is perfectly happy, you know, just hanging out with her, and they do their time during the day at the arcade, and then at night they hang out, and he's he's fine with their life as it is. But Penelope, she's kind of like, is there something more? I'm just kind of sick. I'm too good at Sugar Rush. And so Ralph, in his great wisdom, says, you know what? I'm going to help out my best bud here. I'm going to make a new track. And, and trying to help her out, he causes a kid playing the game to to rip off and break the steering wheel and this puts the whole game in jeopardy because if the steering wheel can't be fixed then the game may be going bye-bye so so ralph kind of learns through watching some kids through the screen that um that ebay may be the spot where he they can order a new wheel for the game and save sugar rush from going out the door so him and and penelope um that luckily for them uh, the owner gets Wi-Fi, and that allows them to leave the the friendly confines of the arcade and head out to the World Wide Web to get a new wheel from eBay. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the plot of the movie. Unfortunately, this time around, the characters of Calhoun, played by Jane Lynch, who was really funny in the first movie. I liked her much better than I liked her in Glee, let me tell you. Him, him, and her, and Felix, played by Jack McBrayer, are kind of left behind in this movie. They're, they, they're, they're really an extended cameo, and they were a good part of what made the first Wreck-It Ralph movie so appealing. In this one, they, you know, they're in it, but they're barely in it. So if you're looking for a lot of them in this movie, you're not going to find it. They, they, they do have a, a role, but they get mostly left out. So the the basic you know premise of the story is is Ralph and Vanellope try to search the internet to to get a wheel. Now they find a wheel, but in their enthusiasm to get it, they rack up a huge amount of money of cost for this, like twenty seven thousand dollars. They crank the bid up to, and now they have to use the the internet to try to raise the money within like 
two days or so many hours before the the game goes out the door. And they, they have to do this through a website, not YouTube, because YouTube really didn't get a lot of love in this movie. They get it through BuzzFeed, a, a YouTube kind of social media kind of website that they need to raise likes to raise money for. The whole premise is kind of like, okay, so we make it popular and somehow the popularity converts into real money. Money that they can use to buy the wheel. All right. So you just kind of have to buy the premise and go, okay, we'll just let this slide. This is how this is going to get solved. Along for the ride, we got a, a really good group of um, guest stars. And that's when Alan Tedjuk voices the the voice of Nosemore. Of course, he previously was the um, the villain in the first movie. But if you watch the first movie, that character, you know, is, is done. So, slight spoiler. You haven't seen the first record round, but it's been six years. So what am I spoiling for you? Uh, so they bring him back as, as uh, No More, which is kind of like a poor man's Google <laughs> in this one. Lots of cameos in this movie. You know, they do show Google and they do show eBay. eBay gets a lot of love and, and, and stuff, but YouTube is kind of left out. Uh, so that's in it. You have Alfred Molina as as the voice of Double Dan, a very weird kind of character. Uh, Ed O'Neill plays Mr. Litwack, the owner, although his voice is more than just a well, we'll see just a cameo. Uh, the character of Shank is played by Gal Gadot, who was uh, one of the things that happens when they're in the internet is Vanellope falls in love with a really kind of crazy racing game called Slaughter Race. And and that cuts puts a rift between their friendship. And Gal Gadot plays the, the driver of Shank, who is probably, who is, is kind of like, if you if you put Wonder Woman in this, but she wasn't Wonder Woman, she'd be in this. She plays a racer, and the animated Gal Gadot, or Gadot, however you want to say her name, call me Gal, you know, correct me, call me. Um, she plays uh, like one of the head racers. This, and she's animated, gorgeous. I mean, if you were ever going to do an animated Wonder Woman, and you were going to use Gal or Gale or or her. In it, you gotta animate her this way because her face, the facial, and the hair is perfect. And if they were just to make a costume around her, you know, DC, you gotta use buy this design off of Disney. I don't care if you're gonna make an animated Wonder Woman and use Gal and use her voice, use this design. She looks fantastic in this one and does a really good job. You actually hear Gal, she sings. In this one, there's a moment in this movie, and yes, the Disney princesses are in this movie. They, you see a little bit more of them than you did in the trailer, but the trailer gives away a lot of their performance. Um, she, ah, uh, so yeah, so so she, so the, the princesses are in this, uh, in this one, and it's it, it's 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 interesting to see their their roles in it. So so they they perform a role at one point, <laughs> and and the, really the the heart of this movie, oh I'm rambling bad on this one. Just bear with me. The heart of this movie is is Ralph's insecurity. Okay, it, it's his feelings for Vanellope, where he he finds that Vanellope really uh, gets into the slaughter race, and 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 it's Ralph's insecurities. Which really caused problems in in this movie. Oh, and well, let's get into with, with with. There's one point where where because uh, Vanellope is sort of a princess but isn't. She meets all the princesses and they say, "Do you have like a princess song?" And if you know most of these princesses, they they highlight here a lot of the ones from the nineties when they all had a song. We look in the reflective water and they sing, and so <laughs> it ends up that Vanellope does have a song. In this one, it's very unconventional. So it's Sarah Silverman and Gull singing in a Disney movie. It's a really cute move song, and they brought in Alan Menken to to do the song. And it's like it is probably the most surreal, weirdest Alan Menken princess song you will ever hear. But it works. The songs in this movie do work. There's um a uh, uh, kind of poppy version of Slaughter Race. 
which is super catchy later in this one. And and the it, it's a very sweet story. Now, Ralph comes off as a bit of a needy jerk, and he does there is a there is a, a reconciling of this near the end of the movie, but for the most of this, he's just kind of really needy in, in putting his desires and needs over his friends. And and he comes to term with it, but for a while you're like I'm like, Ralphie boy, you're a jerk. And there are some touchy moments in this. Lassiter, who of course was involved in the Toy Story movies, and those oh, Toy Story 3 I challenge you oh, especially when you hear that Sarah McLaughlin song, to to not just, you have to have a heart of stone to not be affected by the movie, and you can tell Lassiter there's a point in this one too, it's like oh, you heart-stringing, pulling guy in this one the 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 visual effects are amazing in this. There are so many cameos. There's even a cameo by somebody in here <laughs> that I, there were many that I weren't expecting. Um, overall, it's a fun movie. I I think in some ways that they when they were talking about making this movie years ago, there was rumor that that the, the second movie would go into more gaming consoles and explore that world of gaming as opposed to arcades. And they kind of went away from that with this whole internet thing. And it's very, you know, internet central as opposed to that. And I think that's a missed opportunity. If they do a third, I would love to see that still explored. Uh, I mean, the, and, and there is a weird joke in this one. And I've seen another reviewer point this out where they talk about Zangief manscaping. And I'm thinking... That's a weird adult joke to be in there. Why is it even in there? And and I don't get it. There's some humor that just doesn't make any sense and really should be there if you want to make this into a kid's kind of thing. Overall, uh, a fun sequel. I don't think they should have waited six years for it, but it is what it is. Fun uh, one. It, it's a uh, interesting uh, character. And the character of Yes is interesting, too. I... I I see how they they made her work. Overall, uh, a fun movie, a worthy sequel. Yeah, it still has the heart, but I don't know. There's something about the first one that I think I liked a little bit more. This one is a worthy sequel, but the 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 first one had a a really kind of a different feel, and maybe because it was the freshness of it that that I find it, but. Overall, fun. It, this is a quoted on the box. You gotta love that. As the best animated film of the year by Kaylin Cordigan from ComingSoon.net. I don't know about the best one of the year. I, you know, I, you know, old ramblers, how I hate those kind of quotes. So I don't know if it's the best of the year. One of the better ones. Keep in mind, I still have to see Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse because technically that came out last year too. So the jury is still out on the best of the year because that movie looks amazing. I'm hoping to get a copy of that when that comes out in the next few months. I don't know when, uh, but that one could top it. We'll see. Uh, so judgment is, I'm not going to say this is the best. One of the better ones, for sure. So special features, we do get uh, how we broke the internet. We go behind the scenes, the animation studio, and how they talk about how they worked the car race scenes and slaughterhouse race. Yeah, some of the visuals in that are really cool. How that uh, surfing for Easter eggs. They, they talk about the Easter eggs in the movie. Although, for a lot of these, they're saying, look at all these Easter eggs in Zootopia and Big Hero 6. I'm thinking, wow, really? Are you just trying to show love to those two movies? I know they didn't do as well. But they, they, I didn't realize there were so many of those in the movies. They're really pushing those two for some reason. The music of Ralph Breaks the Internet. This is a nice featurette where they go over this, the scores, um, with the Alan Menken one, and, and the soundtrack, and how it carried over from the first movie. Five deleted scenes in this one. Uh, some of them interesting. Uh, the, the recruiting grandma one was funny. And that almost made it into the movie. Uh Buzz two caps. These are the, the a montage of the many ideas that the animators uh, used to screen for cat videos. Some of them are are kind of funny to see the imagination, the um, 
the comp- compilation. You get two music videos, Zero by Imagine Dragons, which is, again, a really funky music video, but a, a nice song. And In This Place by Julia Michaels, which is the kind of hee-ho-ha-hee-ho slaughterhouse race. The end credits in this movie are 14 minutes long. I've never seen that. And there is an end thing at the end of the end credits that sort of would have been worth waiting for in the theater, but still, 14. I have never seen so long end credits for a movie. But you may just want to skip through that and watch it. It was a fun little thing that if I had to, if I said, okay, I'm going to slug it out, you do get kind of rewarded if you're in a theater, but you can be the judge. The joke was funny enough for 14 minutes worth of end credits before that. Um, overall, and, and there is a um, a Blu-ray exclusive of Baby Driver Slaughterhouse Racing School. Again, I didn't get to watch that because at the time of this recording, the, the code cannot work for me because it's too new a movie. So that's something that hopefully I'll be able to check out when this um, when the, when it get closer to release date when it comes to this movie. Overall, uh, interesting chapter in the Wreck-It Ralph uh, universe. And I, I would have would have liked to have some um, episode commentary, or like some feature commentary in this one, especially with either the filmmakers and possibly the the stars of the movie. That was missed opportunity there, and that would have been interesting to hear. So that is my take of Wreck It Ralph Two or Ralph Breaks the Internet, a 4K Blu-ray, courtesy of the great folks at Walt Disney Home Video. That's going to end things for this episode of the show. Hope you all enjoyed it. As always, you can get in touch with me with a number of ways. You're going to check me out on Twitter. I'm at RamblingRuss, R-A-M-B-L-I-N-G-R-U-S-S. Tweet me, I'll tweet you back. I appreciate all the retweets and likes and favorites I get on Twitter. Of course, you can find out all new episodes right here in the Talk Show Network. I'm show 18411 on the Talk Show Network. Please leave, feel free to leave a comment on that page if you can. All new episodes appear here. Of course, you can always check out my older episodes at my original home internet, http full colon backslash backslash rambling russ, r-a-m-b-l-i-n-g-r-u-s-s dot l-i-b-s-y-n dot com. We have over eight plus years of podcasting goodness going from 2006 right up until 2013. Of course, you can check out older episodes as well in um, in iTunes under podcast. Just type in Ramble with Russell in the search engine and you'll find me there in iTunes, and of course, check out my Facebook page, too. Coming up on future episodes of the show, got lots to talk about, including uh, Baldur's Season 4, courtesy of HBO Home Video. Also from HBO, Crashing the Second Season, and The Deuce, the complete second season. Also on uh, Tap, uh, Nobody's Fool, courtesy of Paramount Home Video, and Venom. Curtis uh, from Sony Pictures, which I bought my own self. That is all on upcoming interviews on this very uh, program. As well, uh, still on the talket is a bunch of BBC stuff, and we're getting more soon, including um, Marley's Ghost, Seasons 1 and 2, Ghost Hunter, Father Brown, Shakespeare and Hathaway, Interactive Introverts, uh, Dan and Phil, 2018 tour, Night School, and still kind of sitting in the wings while Killing Eve Season 1, Instinct Season 1, Cartoon President Season 1, and Elementary Season 6. All kind of in the wings on this very program. As well as a couple of book reviews uh, uh, from DK, including WWE Greatest Rivalries and DZ Ultimate Character Guide, the new edition, all courtesy of DK Publishing. That's all coming up on future episodes of this very show. That is it for me, and we'll talk to you next time right here on Ramble with Russell. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening.